I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to part two of Off the Beaten Track podcast with Jason Perry. Thanks for returning and if you're not returning you're listening to part two before you listen to part one sort yourselves out what the hell's that all about um you don't need to hear any more from me because you're midway through the podcast so enjoy part two of off the beaten track podcast with jason perry it's off the beaten track podcast on the distraction pieces network with me stew with him right so I'll tell you what, before we, before we go on to track six, which is a, um, a song from an artist from your hometown, um, how come you ended up in Essex? Because um, of my wife. I've said one more thing, though, about Jesus Jones. It really annoys me about go them. Um, and we're going to bring this up in our podcast when we talk to them. Um, is that Jesus Jones and EMF are number one and number two, respectively, in America at one point. Yeah. And they never seem to get the kudos for that. Yeah. When you talk about br- great British invasions of America, yeah. you talk about the Beatles and you'll talk about, you know, Tears of Fears or yeah. you'll talk about cult, um, Culture Club or yeah. Sade and or you talk about the Happy Mondays. And yeah. Stuff. No one ever seems to mention the fact that... Debut single. Yeah. Number one in America. Yeah. Like, and they deserve to use some of the tours that they did and yeah. the hard work that they put in and that's a massive achievement. Imagine yeah. the band been that now you've been a stadium band so yeah that's I just think a lot lot of credit and kudos to those bands and again writing amazing crossover pop records that come out of a scene and then and then you know I remember Jesus Jones playing with with, uh, In Excess and Mike really feeling like they felt more at home because he he just wanted to be in a straight decent pop band not an indie band whatever indie band means um yeah, which is hard, isn't it, to come out, come yeah. out of that? But that's yeah, that's where their aspirations were. Oh, I saw them at the toothbrush as well. And I, it, we still, if we get an opportunity, we'll still play Info Free Come and see what the kids do. Life changing. It's such a tune. Two hundred quid that cost them to make, didn't it? Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Well, yeah. Not even that. Just that as a demo. What a record! It is yeah. weird. This like. When you see all these polls in NME and Kerrang and whatnot, where they, they go back and, you, you know, I suppose we talk about the NME, it's always like Joy Division, Smith's Cure and Pavement and things like that. But you never oh, get... I love Pavement. But you never get Carter, one no, stuff. No, it's marginalised, yeah. Like, yeah. Or Rush. Yeah. Or never Rush. mentioned Rush in <laughs> NME. But they never get a mention. And never. It's like, but that was such a big... I mean, for me, I think Miles Hunt is as good a songwriter as Paul Weller. I, I it, think... He is. Like, yeah. you know, the, if you listen to the, the best of the one stuff and the best of the jam, 
Yeah, Miles is amazing. Great he, lyricist. Great. Amazing lyricist. Yeah. Mission Drive, what a song. And when you said about that helicopter, when it cut yeah. to that helicopter on Where the Streets Have No Name, when you see him do Mission Drive and on Welcome these to... days and comes in, yeah. And he goes, oh, yeah, yeah. It's so and good. And it drops and the crowd oh, no. goes, yeah. and it, oh, mate. And circle square. Perfect. And Martin, the drummer, for me, invented Dindy Drumming. He was our manager. Oh, really? Yeah, so Tank, mani- Tank our two managers were, well, I talk too much, but um, um, Tank, who was Ned's Atomic Dustbin's manager, him and Miles had a label through Polydor um, called For All The Right Reasons and wanted to sign A. So when all the labels were trying to sign us, we had a little studio on Curtain Road in Shoreditch and they were on Charlotte Street opposite what yeah. was called um, Cantaloupes. Yeah. And... Then, and um, and Tank and Miles had this label. So Tank and Miles ended up becoming really good friends of us. And Sheeny, their assistant, was married to Mike Edwards at the time. And she ended up being Weezer's assistant, moving to LA and to become River's assistant. And then Rivers used to send his washing home from Japan, FedEx it home for her to do in his local laundry, and she had to FedEx it back. Serious? <laughs> yeah. She always called River stories. But um, yeah, so I got really close to Miles for about a year. And he comes to the studio all the time, and you know, really. So is this post Wonder stuff? This is post Wonder stuff, and he's, this Vent? he's in a band called Vent with Pete on drums, who's an amazing drummer. Gilksy was in, and you will know as uh, the, the band. That's with right. Thingy from Eat, wasn't with it? With the guy from Eat, and, and, and do little, and it never quite happened for them. Yeah, we know where you live. Uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. and um, so the label thing kind of folded. We ended up signing to London Records with our manager, and then we parted ways with our manager and phoned Tank up and said, "Will you manage us?" So Tank and Martin, um, Jilts, ended up being our managers. And then they took on Reef. So it was us and Reef, managed by the Jiltses. And then, you know, Martin died in a yeah. motorbike accident. We had to go round his flat and clean up, um, which was awful, seeing it how, it, how he just left it, all the papers out and coffee and gone for a Sunday morning drive. But the good thing is, he had, a massive, he had a massive chunk of chocolate in his fridge. So he thought... Martin, if you're watching us. <laughs> so he's raided his fridge and ate all his chocolate. And we're sitting around Martin's table. Dead man, he's been dead a week. And it was awful and very emotional. But we thought, we'll have some chocolate on Martin. And um, this plainclothes police CID ran in the house and had us up against the wall thinking we were robbing it. They'd watch us come in and out because we're loading all stuff out into this van. Yeah. And we said, mate, it's our, it's our manager, it's our best friend. And yeah. he didn't believe us and... Adam said, look, there we are. These are pictures on the wall. Yeah. All these eight pictures on Martin's wall. So it was uh, it was horrible. But he kind of invented that kind of wavy hair, indie drumming. Absolutely. Skippy beat. And I have a pair of his sticks. Do you? Yeah, yeah. From going to watch, you know, uh, we know where you live. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing him at Brixton on that. And just, ah, oh, what a band they were. Yeah. Brilliant. And again, they kind of get don't forgotten get, about. And, yeah, and I don't people know are snobbery why. about them. I don't know Because he had a hit. Yeah. Like, no. Sorry for having a hit. <laughs> oh. Right. Anyway. Track six, Jason. Favourite song from an artist from your hometown? Yeah, so I moved to Lee because of my wife. I met her. She, li- she lives from Lee. And um, all our crew were from Lee. Uh, um, they were in a band called Understand. Don't even remember Understand. Oh, a post-hardcore band. And um, we ended up becoming... Well, when I lived in Suffolk... Felt really removed from everything in the world, and I watched The Word one night, and Rage Against Machine were on The Word playing Killing the Name of. And me and Adam turned to each other and went, Look how cool the audience is. 
like again, it's like we're living in Suffolk. It's like village metal. Yeah. This audience all had like were dressed as mods, but they're going yeah. mental in the crowd. And it turned out that was Understand who'd yeah. been brought along. And when we moved down to London, Tank was really Tank managed Understand, and he's like come out to Southend and see Understand. And we went out and met them. And again, I never thought they liked us. Me and Adam talk a lot, and we're kind of animated and a bit loud and kind of childish, and they were quite serious. But we ended up getting good mates of them and then they supported A and um, we took them out on tour and then they broke up and we used to go snowboarding in Lake Tahoe every year and it, I think three, three, three members of Understand were with us in, in Tahoe and we decided there was no snow so we had a road trip through the desert to Vegas and Palm Springs and we'd drive back up, get some sun and then in the car on the way there we just got bored and, and Dom, the singer in Understand went, what are we going to do when we get home? Like, band's over. And we just said, why don't you all become our crew? So Don became our tour manager, Rob became our lighting man, and Stuart became our guitar tech. And now Stuart works for Muse, Dom is Muse's tour manager, and Rob is Iron Maiden's lighting LD, which is, wow. you know, that all started in this car driving through the desert. That's crazy. We paid them all like 10 quid, and we, yeah, we had no money. We just started life as a band. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So that's why. So we'd come, all our crew were from South End. Yeah. So although I lived in London, East London, and we had a studio in Shoreditch every weekend, we'd kind of gravitate yeah. down here and because the people were great and loved it. Oh, so when, did, when we had kids, we decided to move here and yeah, move to Lindsay. I was there, I was there last weekend. Uh, I went to a little christening uh, and it's, it's really nice, isn't it? It is nice. It's a, bit, a little bit towny for me. It's very white and it's very... The aspirations aren't quite the same as my aspirations, I guess. It's, there's a little bit of that. It's lovely. Don't get me wrong. It's lovely. And I've got some good mates there. But it doesn't... I wish it had more of a bit of an air. I think it thinks it's more creative than it, wants, than it is Leon C. I don't know. Yeah, there's more of creativeness in coffee shops. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad we get to go to London as well. Yeah. And travel a bit. Yeah. I mean, but I do love Lindsay, don't get me wrong. Yeah. No one's perfect. It is really nice. Yeah. And it has got a lot of hairdressers, yeah. a lot of hairdressing options. Yeah. Which is very It is the only place handy. I've ever seen a man wear flip-flops and a toe ring. That weirded me out. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody seems to get muscles now. Every what on Leon C, I'm I'm the only bloke without muscles. Everyone's working out in Leon C. No one ever had six packs when we were younger, right? No. It just weren't a thing. Like, I, I just think it was, uh, and, and I went to Ibiza for the first time two years ago, which was a bad mistake, you know, I was 43, and and I just thought, wow, every single person here has got a six-pack, yeah, and I like just think, are you spending months and months and months trying to get that, because... So you, you can see be, them. Yeah. That's why. But you could be having fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, I, mean? I, don't, I mean, maybe it is fun for a while, but I don't think it's that fun. No, it's not. It's not. Definitely not. Yeah. So but what, yeah, Lindsay's wicked, yeah, it's cool. So, home, home county, what are you going to go for? Uh, well, it's not Lindsay, it's more Basildon, and that's uh, obviously Depeche Mode. And I feel you, and again, I know every single song I've nominated is a stadium song, but that is when Depeche Mode turned into a stadium rock band. And Did kind of, you see them at that point? Never seen them live. I saw them on, they're, they're one of my favourite bands. Right. Um, and I saw them on that tour, the devotional tour, when Garn was... For me, at that point, the greatest frontman out there. 
been in LA a lot, um, dabbled. He, he, he was dabbling beyond. <laughs> dabbling, but he was um, living that rock star life, wasn't he? And he, he was, I mean, he's always been a, a good front man, but at this point, he, he, all, all of a sudden, if you see Dave gone, shirt off, long hair, smothered in ink, and, yeah. and then that video for, for I Feel You, Lisa Anthony's in that video, who was one of the most beautiful women yeah. on the planet at that yeah. point. Uh, I think the video was directed by Corbin. Yeah, Silent and, yeah. Yeah. and it, it just everything fell right. It just looked, and it was a big, a big switch in sound from Violator as well. Yeah. You know, I guess Personal Jesus got a, a guitar lick on it, but yeah. but I feel you was pretty aggressive, wasn't it? It was, and it was, it's a weird tempo for them. Yeah. And it's got that kind of half time, mm-hmm. and it's got that kind of. It's got that industrial snare, yeah. which everyone tried to get and get wrong, because mm-hmm. there's there's a snare like that that is unlistenable. I think Metallica tried it for mm-hmm. a while, and it never gets annoying in that. It's almost like got a feedback ring on it. Yeah. He he's just got space to breathe. It, it's an arms out song. You want to stand there with your arms out and just. It's kind of like. That kind of crucifixion rock pose. Yeah, and he 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 owned that and as he well. Did, he, he every time I see him, he was in Jesus Christ pose. Yeah, like like pose singing that and oh. And it's one of those songs where if you get it right and you're that big, you you have a song which doesn't belong to you anymore. It belongs to the people. Yeah, and he could just close his eyes on stage. I, I've never seen him, but I imagine sixty thousand people. Was, yeah. We're doing all the work for them yeah. in that song, and yeah, and it just and the production is so brave. Like it goes, it starts as a rock song, and it, yeah. by the end of it, it goes even more kind of post-industrial, and it goes, it just sounds. I don't know, it, it might have been flood. It was flood, yeah. It was flood. Yeah, yeah. brilliant, yeah. incredible. You can't, but my mate, in, um, Adam, my brother, and Dan as well, they were um, uh, in the Bloodhound Gang. Kind of still are the Bloodhound Gang ever at all, but it's got kicked out of rushes. I got five-year ban. It's another story, but um, Jim from the Bloodhound Gang, he's a massive Depeche Mode song uh, fan, as you can imagine if you ever listen to Bloodhound Gang music. And he actually came on holiday to Basildon from Philadelphia. Mate, you see just, it? Just, just to come and be here. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Like there's some there's some great footage um, of, of Mode. Uh, I think he's in in either eighty or eighty one uh, on stage at a toothbrush. And uh, it's brilliant. I've got a desk recording of that gig as well. Have you uh, ever met any of them? No, God, like, I, would, I would give anything to to uh, to have a chat with with Martin Gore or or, or Garn. Oh, oh, yeah, any of them really. But what, what um, do you think of Johnny Cash, Personal Jesus? Uh, I like it. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah th- th- those those last Cash albums I thought were, were incredible. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, un- untouchable. Uh, but I think you know, for me, Faith and Devotion is also my favourite Mode album as well. I right. think it's Walking in My Shoes. I thought was an amazing oh single. Right. Um, and it's yeah. always so dark as well. I mean, the other the lighter moments, but serious lyrics, aren't they? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And and it, you know, the, the lyrics don't always knock me sideways. They're pretty straightforward. A lot of Mode lyrics. They're dark, mm. but. You know, it's not Dylan, but yeah. like, but it works with his voice and that music. And he yeah. sings Gore's lyrics like he wrote them, and yeah. that's 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 all, yeah. you know, that's all you want, isn't it? From your singer, you want him to sing it like he means it. And, yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, Garn's the daddy of that. So amazing, amazing. Producing, and, and let's talk about some other artists um, from uh, our home county. So Sam Duckworth, get Kate Workout Fly. Yeah, you've worked with Sam. Lovely you know? bloke. Yeah. 
Yeah. I worked with Sam when he had his studio, I don't know, in Shoreditch. Yeah. Where, I forget who had the studio before him. But I, I remember, <laughs> there's not much of a look at um, all the time I'm working with Sam, every time I move my head in the studio, it just sounds weird. And um, I just couldn't, and the bass, the bass goes and then comes back. And I just, yeah, I called Adam, my, our engineer, Adam Noble, who's amazing, proper engineer. Knows he's, he's working with Biffy right now and um, up in Scotland, I think. And he's, um, he's like, well, the speaker's got a face. I was like, oh, yeah, <laughs> never thought of that. <laughs> It's been six weeks. And like, you know, Sam's looking at me like I know what yeah. I'm on about. Like, yeah, if we just take that lead out of the back of the speaker and just swap it around, it'll suddenly sound, oh, it sounds all right now. <laughs> like, Jeez. that's that's how shit I am. That's <laughs> <laughs> a fun friend to ask me. So Sam just probably thought, lost all faith in me at that point. Brilliant. But our love of Arsenal got us through because he loves Arsenal. Excellent. And Corinne Lad, Ducky Pointer? Yeah, so Doug's in our band. So I hear. No. He's one of the, my favourite human beings in the world. Incredible. Incredible person and um, one of the best musicians I've ever recorded. Really? Oh, yeah. I mean, I made four McFly albums or three or four and doing bass lines from McFly songs are so hard. Sometimes they're quite jaunty and kind of 60s-y. Um, but yeah, Doug's one, one or two takes. I've listened the next day on a few dead notes, just dropping for those, but yeah. Could do three or four songs before lunch with Doug in the really? studio. Yeah, just so how, how did it come? Like, is it just through that relationship of of, of working with, with McFly? With, yeah, with McFly. That um, obviously yeah. Dan was the bass player, right? Um, Doug was a bass player in the flight. So no, no, in A. Oh, Dan was a bass player in A. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah. Dan's doing radio now, and and so how did he? How was the conversation? Well, I, I was asked Dan. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Like we fancy doing a little we, yeah. we tried to flirt with coming back a few times yeah. and done the odd little thing and then last year we did this Hallies for Heroes tour which is brilliant and Vexford as well on that Bill and Vexford yeah lovely blokes and um, I enjoyed it so much I was like do you know what 
the first time in my life I felt all right about being my age. Because I think I'm 20, and then I catch myself in the window and see this kind of fat old man. And I'm like, my oh, life. God, I, that's I me. I hear that, mate. Don't worry about that. You I know, have that every day. You look a lot younger than me. And I was like, how come I don't correlate? And I just, I, I kind of want to get to this point in my life where I'm all right. I'm kind of accepting of who I am and where I am and what I am. And um, on that tour, I had a pretty pretty hard year and that tour was just brilliant. So we asked Dan if he wants to do it and he said no. And then so I was in Soho House and Dougie had come back from LA and not seen him for ages. And I opened up a toilet in, in um, Dean Street, Soho House. And Doug was there and he couldn't see me. The sun was behind me. So I must have looked like this massive big bear. <laughs> and I went, Dougie, it's so good to see you. And he just hugged me and I went, do you want to join our band? And he went, yes. And then that was it. Then he realised what he said, so he joined the band and the tour was brilliant. And he said, let's do another one. So we're going, we're going back on tour in November. Fantastic. Yeah, and he, it's just amazing. So I um, wrote a song this week, me and Mark, first song we've written in ages. And I said new material as well. Yeah, Dougie's going to play bass on it next week. And if we can get into the studio and record it, it'd be amazing. If not, we'll just play live. Yeah. But it sounds like Weezer meets Jane's Addiction. So it's, that do. Yeah. Not as good as Weezer or Jane's Addiction. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a... <laughs> Sounds like a Rush cover band. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, McFly, uh, they're another band, actually, that people never really, they don't get the kudos of being, if you go see them live, you're like, oh, yeah. my God, they're incredible. Like, an amazing band. Yeah. But, you know, people kind of think that this put-together boy band. Yeah. But they're a proper band. They put yeah. themselves together. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, and they're just amazing. Some of the best shows I've ever seen in my life have been McFly shows. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so that's good. Fantastic. So before we go on to um, the last track, you won a Grammy. I did Latin Grammy, but... A Grammy's a Grammy. a Grammy, mate. I still went. still did a Grammy speech. Yeah. Um, How was that? That's fucking mental. Yeah, it was amazing. That was one of my... Um, my ambitions when I was a kid was to win a Kerrang Award, to be on the front cover of Kerrang, win a Kerrang Award, play at Wembley and win a Grammy. That's all I ever wanted to do was four things. So, um, yeah, it was good. It's really great. And that, that album's... That was a, my favourite album I've ever made. It's a band called Molotov in Mexico. Who were, the, who were like you two, m- massive. Yeah. So to be in Mexico City with four blokes who are my age, who have got kids and restaurants and choppers and a life yeah. away from music yeah. as well, and have got the keys to the city because they're kings of Mexico, yeah. was amazing. Because wow. they've got this amazing thing where they've got they're all they're all wealthy and got incredible life, but they treat their audience like their their audience are so partisan. Like all their tickets are like ten dollars, so they walk down the street and everyone's like, you know, it's proper. Yeah. The love for that band from their audience is so genuine. So just it's just like two months of love in Mexico City making a rock record, oh, all amazing. on tape, all live straight to tape, which is amazing. They've never done that before. And top of a Grammy. Yeah. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Really good. Right, final track, Jace. A song that many may not know that you would like them to hear. What did I choose? Faith No More. Oh, yeah. From out of nowhere. Everybody will know this, but um, it's... I only heard it because... I only wrote that because, actually, I, it just came on the, the day I was answering those questions... I was like, wow. That could have been on the intro one as well. Amazing. Yeah. When them well, drums go. That Phil. Oh, mate. What <laughs> I would 
so, so in the studio, I'm always listening to music and, and, yeah. and playing band stuff and they're yeah. playing me stuff and it's like, you know, yeah. tell me some music that I should be into and yeah. always playing that fill. This is yeah. how simple drum fills can be. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's the it's, it's same Perfect. with Dagan, Kudagan. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be, look how good I am on drums. Yeah. It, and that's the other thing as a record producer that drummers never get the kudos for their their composition, their writing. Mm-hmm. When people talk about drummers, you always talk about them in a technical way. Oh, he's such a good drummer. Mm. It's like, it's, mate, if you can write a drum fill that people can sing and mime to as a songwriter, mm. drummers are incredible. Yeah. And, you know, again, you know, Nirvana, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. These, these are, oh, Tom Sawyer by Rush. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Yeah. These are, these, that's, that's writing, that's songwriting. Yeah. And I don't think drummers get that kudos, but mm-hmm. that fill is... Yeah. And... Another thing that blows my mind about a record, it's, I don't know what it's recorded on, but it's so SSL. It's really top-endy, really bright. It's having no bottom end in it. Um, it's full of energy. Patterns ripping off Axl Rose. Yeah. But sounding like patterns coming through. But he's, yeah. he's added this new energy to this band. Yeah. Was that one of the first tracks after Mosley? Uh, it would have been, yeah. 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 And um, uh, again... In the same way that Info Freako changed rock music, a few years later that changed rock music for me. Folk No More did. Hearing Epic and From Out yeah, of Nowhere. And definitely. I remember they're on tour with Metallica and you've seen a traditional chuggy thrash metal band and Faith No More came on and dressed like skateboarders and it was like his late 80s, early 90s, yeah. which is right back in fashion now. Yeah. Very day glowy, very over top and bag- yeah. baggy and stuff. Looked amazing. That Californian coolness. And um, another little story about them is that we uh, had a tour manager called Adam Booker when we first started, and he was the Wonder Stuff tour manager. And I'd seen him on this documentary about the Wonder Stuff. Uh, they had this, they had this amazing film that they made from Wonder Stuff, which I loved. Welcome to the Cheap Seats. I think it was that one. Yeah, that's the one where I said the beginning of the Mission Drive. They oh, show right. the stadium is it, is it being from put that? together. That's right. Yeah, and then it drops in the crowd. That's the, right. The stadium's full. It's from that. Yeah, and there's a bit with Miles and Martin in New York playing acoustic that's stuff. It. And, um, and Adam's on that a lot, been interviewed, he's playing pool. And he ended up being our tour manager. We never had a tour manager before. We never stayed in a hotel. But Adam knew um, Billy from Faith and More really well. I right. think it's when the Wonders have played at Phoenix yeah. um, Festival. They got good mates with Faith and More. Adam knew Billy really well and dropped a line to Billy saying, there's this new band signed to London Records, I'd love to tour with you. And through that relationship and through London Records' relationship, we got the tour, this Faith No More tour, and it's our first ever real tour. Fucking hell. And I, I cannot tell you how scared I was of meeting Patton. Really? I was terrified. It's like never meet your heroes, but I was terrified. And we weren't very good at that point. We just got signed. We did 260 gigs a year trying to find our feet. You know, the years before, this is before you need 30,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah. It's like, actually, you need to be a good live band. Yeah. So we play and play and play. Um, so it's the first time we stayed in a hotel, the first time we've been on a real tour bus, and the first time we supported a real band with a crowd barrier and a real stage reproduction. It's Faith No More. And I'm so terrified. So the night before, we've gone to Scotland. I've never been to Glasgow before. We're sitting in a hotel bar, thinking, tomorrow we're going to support Faith No More. And this car pulls up, and Billy Gould walks in from Faith No More. I was like, Adam, that's Billy over there. He's like, yeah, let's call him. I went, what? He's coming over here. And he walked over. He went, hi, guys, I'm Billy from Faith and More. And we're like, oh. And I went, I'm Jason. Nice to meet you. Um, thanks for the tour and that. What are you doing here? He goes, 
listen, I know what it's like. I don't need to turn up tomorrow and be like, oh, we're the new guys and feel like you don't know anyone. So I thought I'd come over, hang out for the night, and then tomorrow you've got a friend when you turn up. So, oh, man, that's amazing. And I was like, you never forget that moment. And we went out all night to all the clubs of Glasgow. Billy got into every single club, ever knew who he was. The most humble, gentle, beautiful, amazing bloke. And the next day, he turned up for sound check. He's like, you know, don't be intimidated. Come and see me. Walked in. All right, Billy, good night last night, yeah. Come and meet everyone. Introduce us to Patton and Puffy and Roddy and got on really well with Roddy. Patton was in a bit of a weird one. And by the time we got to the story, he backflipped and smashed his face in the drum riser and he's all bleeding on stage. And I'm sitting there on Puffy's drum riser watching this and watching, and they had all these snare drums anchored to their um, snare stand. And again, you know, we're new to touring. I've never seen a band have six snare drums all lined up. And every four songs, they just take the whole snare drum off, throw it, and then change it because he's hitting his snare so hard. Fucking and he plays really slow. Like Puffy yeah. drags the songs down quite a lot. And it was just amazing. It was incredible. And we, we had a really good review from Kerrang! And the tour was really good. And I, f- I felt like after that tour, yeah, you know, we, c- we could do this. Yeah. And it was, it was amazing. But that moment of, yeah, Billy coming in for no other reason than just because he's a cool guy. Yeah. And we kind of meet up for it. And actually, Dan had him on his podcast a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what a band. Oh, that's amazing, mate. And then the next record, they changed in, it changed his whole singing style. Oh. And went, turned into Elvis and went low. And like, really? How have you done that? Uh, yeah. Angel Dust, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh. And became Pat and Matt too. Oh, mate. I just remember, I think it was... Everything's ruined. He's, oh, like, incredible. Isn't it? It's it's just everything about that, and 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 obviously they, they must have got to number three or number two with their cover of Easy, and yeah, but that was a double with Be Aggressive, wasn't it? Yeah, and was what was weird was our marketing head of marketing at the label was telling us at that point. Mm-hmm. I I all favoured them. I think they're one of the biggest bands in yeah. the world at that point. But then uh, up until that point, they'd only sold thirty five thousand records. It's amazing, isn't it? Really? Yeah. And they'd had, obviously, Introduce Yourself, Live uh, of, of, of that Of that album. Oh, of, of, right, right. So the, the, the label would almost, you know, on an international deal, would be ready to kind of pull the plug. Yeah. But they got a lot of traction in England, Faith and More. They got big in England, yeah. bigger than they got in America. But it was that cover of Easy that suddenly went, within two weeks, yeah. gold. So they went from 30,000 to 100,000 records. Oh, and, then it, and then it ballooned. But, incredible you know, band. Absolutely incredible. The power of a good cover. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, incredible voice. Yeah, um, the best. So to finish things up then, so when's the tour, Jace? Tours in November, Shepherd's Bush Empire. Tickets still available. Okay. Um, and we to supporting us. We is, right, cool. Yeah. So we had one hit and they had one hit. So we'll just keep playing those. <laughs> you over. have more than one hit, mate. <laughs> and we're playing our Hi-Fi Serious album all the way through and then we'll just throw in whatever anybody wants yeah. to hear. Um, Dougie can learn it all on stage. Excellent. And um, yeah, it's going to be brilliant. I've got, a, I was meant to start my morning run this morning to lose yeah. weight, but I woke up and it was a bit cloudy, so I didn't. Uh, I'll let you know, I oh, had my morning start. run this morning. Did you? Took the dog over the park, had a little run. Yeah, oh, well I'm trying, done. To, trying to sort my... Uh, uh, I want to lose the beard, but I'm scared to, because it's, it's higher than a multitude of chins your, at the moment. Your beard looks so, good. Uh, I, I can't grow a beard. <laughs> I've got to lose a stone and a half by November, by at all. So. Oh, you'll, you'll be all right. Yeah. 
Right. I thought you. I've, I've seen some pictures of the last show, mate. You, you looked cracking on stage. I thought I had a right. big coat on. That's why <laughs> <laughs> that might be coming back. <laughs> Hide those tits, <laughs> mate. I know all about that. What's good is though, you look at the audience. And I remember saying we're in Plymouth, and I'm like, "You look like you're here to watch Top Gear live." Like <laughs> oh, oh, the whole audience look like they're at a car auction. Do you know oh, what I mean? Oh, brilliant! They're like forty year old men. <laughs> One bloke in Plymouth who was only sixth divorce. It's like, how can you afford to come to this gig? Fucking hell. I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> I went and saw um, the Wonder Stuff at Chinneries. Uh, oh, really? Maybe five years ago. Right. And uh, and obviously everyone was was my age and above. And uh, and, I, and they played. Um, is it on the ropes? It happened to me. Oh, yeah. It could happen to anyone. anyone. Fucking what a, what tune. a tune that is. And do, 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 do. that's it. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and good. like great intro. Yeah. And then Saturday about on John, isn't it? So that's kind of it same, is, isn't yeah. it? It's really um, good. And they played down. I thought I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and have it. So <laughs> I've just gone down the front. Can and, you come to our gig and have and it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I think, uh, uh, yeah, I had that, and then I went straight into Unbearable, and then Wish Away, and I, and literally, I, it was the first time in probably 15 years <laughs> I've left a gig. Like soaking wet. When you're freezing cold on the train home. The minute I got outside to see what area it me, I was like, oh God. This is what you should be like leaving the town and coming off for about two days. I just thought, mate, I can't do it anymore. Get rock neck where you've been banging your head. (laughs) Rock neck, that's exactly what I had. Next day. (laughs) I can't clear my teeth, I've got rock neck. I had Grebo knees, that's what I had, mate. (laughs) New model army knees. That was the weight of the clogs that their fans used to wear. Massive duffel bags. <laughs> Why do all new Metal Army fans have duffel bags? I don't know. I remember that we, we used to get a few turn up at the toothbrush and, and they would be wearing clogs. And that was a oh, big really? part of, of yeah. Metal Army's sort of... But they'd wear clogs. I don't know why. And they used to do this weird kind of dancing where it, it, lots of kind of weird sort of spinning of the arms in the air. And Well, they thought they were on the pit, new Metal Army fans, didn't they? Yeah. There's a lot of tension at early yeah. Jesus Jones gigs where it's like, who's, whose pit is this? Yeah. Yeah, I never... Uh, Who's pit is this? I never really pit? got New Model Army. You Not did I? do it for me. Like, no. Quite like Vagabonds. I thought that was quite a catchy single, but the rest of it weren't for me, mate. Uh, uh, right, and podcast. What's happening with that? When's that happening, Joyce? Uh, we, well, we're gonna, it's going to happen. It's um, Yeah, we're going to start recording it in the next month. Love it if you wanted to come and... I would like nothing more than to bang on about the 90s. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. <laughs> it's one of my favourite things to do. Let's do that. It'll be brilliant, yeah. yeah. Uh, Joyce... Uh, I feel like I've known you years. It's yeah, been lovely sitting you, mate. there chatting, mate. Sorry, it's I've been... talked too much, mate. You haven't at all. I could, I could talk about offshoots, bands of EMF <laughs> and the Wonder Stuff forever, mate. Well, it's, come, uh, yeah, come to our whatever podcast and do that. I would like nothing more, mate. Thank you ever so much for coming down, mate. Thank you for having me. Amazing. Brilliant. All right, cheers, Thanks, buddy. There you have it. That's the end. Finished. Finito. Kaput. He's a good lad, isn't he? We had a really good chat, and when we stopped recording, we we, we carried on chatting for a, a long, long time. Um, yeah, really, really nice dude, and uh, and look forward to catching up with him again soon, and hopefully lots more exciting things in the pipeline um, with Jace, um, and obviously his podcast. Okay, that's me done. Thanks for listening. Um, all I'll say is if you enjoyed that then have a little look through the back catalogue because we've spoken to loads and loads of musicians and oh, and, and comedians and 
producers and such. So have a little look through the back catalogue if you enjoyed this episode because there's plenty more that get your teeth stuck into. And just subscribe. That's the easiest way. I'm done. I'll see you next week. Bye. It's Off The Beat and Track Podcast on the Distraction Pieces Network. With me, Stu Whipping. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.